0: Everybody, and welcome back to episode 20 of Empty Bettors, especially you, D.C. I'm your host, Harrison Jules, and I'm going to toss it over here to my loser co-host on my left, Nick Manella, after Super Bowl Sunday is currently ripping the beer. After Super Bowl Sunday comes to an end, we are here the day after. Uh, if you think I'm alluding to the Chiefs and 49ers, I was not. The real Super Bowl of the day came at 12:30 in the afternoon in DC. How'd you feel about that one? I don't care.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so, it was a great game. Wasn't I, I was it?
1: so angry. I, I'd been like cleaning my apartment like during intermission because you know I can't sit still during NBC broadcasts of those games anymore. Right. I can't stand them, so I either have to like turn the TV off. Or just like completely separate myself from it, and so I was, you know, pacing back and forth, just like cleaning my apartment before the Super Bowl. And after the game was over, I was like, I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl later. I just want to go to
0: bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, fucking
1: terrible. That's what happens when you lose to the best team? In the oh league. well. So
0: yeah, it's understandable. Uh, sorry to all you Caps fans who are a little butthurt right now as I'm waking you up on your Tuesday morning, just kind of rubbing it in. So uh, you guys did it to me all of 2018. So here's my little payback. And to a certain someone who texted me, who I know is listening to this for a fact, who texted me before the game saying this is going to be the easiest win of the cap season, next time think twice. Who
1: did that? I want to know who jinxed us. Uh, His name rhymes with uh, black genicle. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I have a phone call to make after this. But uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll touch on the game and what I thought of it uh, in the State of the Unions, but uh, definitely not the result that I wanted. Definitely the result that I wanted.
0: However, I will say Lars Eller's goal, the second one. The that third was one for ridiculous. The
1: Gaps, absolute yeah. just
0: beauty. So.
1: Yeah. I thought, I mean, out of both teams, I thought he was the best <clears throat> player on the ice the entire game.
0: Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with that. Uh, we'll touch on all of the you know that particular game's recap later on, um, but before we even get started, as you know, we have merchandise. Our merchandise is available on Teespring.com. You can find the link to our store in our Instagram bio. Uh, for those of you who have not seen yet, um, we are selling a very popular item that is going off the shelves quickly. It is an OV office. Uh, sweatshirt, tank top, long sleeve, short sleeve, whatever you want to make it. It's a basic white shirt. It's got the office logo on it with a picture of Ovechkin in his wheelhouse, and it says Ovi's office. We featured that on the Instagram over the weekend. Uh, That has been a very popular item, and as he keeps climbing the ranks in the all-time goal scoring list, I would imagine you would want to show your support. Go check it out. We appreciate it. Uh, And you know all those funds are helping us to
1: keep doing this podcast and do some cooler shit. Definitely, and we obviously appreciate all the support you guys have given so far. Um, you could always, you know, give a little more if you <laughs> wanted <laughs> you could us to do some shirts. cool shit. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But uh, we really do appreciate uh, and enjoy the fact that you guys seem to enjoy that stuff. So uh, keep it coming, and so will we.
0: So, speaking of cool shit, I know that we
1: announced on our Instagram
0: that we had the biggest announcement in Empty Betters history. I might have said that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That might be a direct quote. We are going to delay the announcement until we have all the plans finalized. I apologize. We have something in the works. We just are... Gonna have we're gonna have to wait probably I'd say two weeks before mm-hmm. we finalize it. It's
1: definitely worth the wait. I mean, yes. at least for us. Yes. Uh, I think
0: all of our fans will really enjoy this yes. if indeed all of the logistics work out. Um, so bear with us. I apologize for the premature not ejaculation for once, but uh, the premature <laughs> announcement. So you know, bear with us, and we'll get that announcement to you guys in the coming weeks. I promise you. Uh, as far as you know catching up around the league, you wanna hop into it I'll let you uh take it over from here
1: well before we jump into the league, what'd you do for the super Bowl you know gamble gamble duh yeah uh but like you know what was your setup like do you just watch it at home with the fam
0: I just went home you know watched with the family didn't really didn't drink didn't go out like you know like the the usual stuff that people do uh I hit a couple little prop bets that we're very very last second i actually had my best friend text me at six twenty three p.m he says what are your bets i was like nothing and by six thirty, i had like three yeah and i told everyone i knew i was like ah oh, i didn't bet because i was you know people start like shitting on you if you're yeah, bet stupid or something Exactly. i
1: uh, made, a, made a little bit of money i was down 20 bucks before they kicked the ball <laughs> 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 I, um, what national anthem and coin toss national anthem and coin toss did you pick heads yeah. Why? Third year in a row. No. And I'm 0 3. It's
0: always Tails, yeah. dude.
1: It's everywhere. What are the odds I... of that? Am yeah, I right? 50 like... 50, <laughs> I think, but I'm no math guy. No, uh, you know, that's it's so funny betting on the coin toss. Uh, so I usually try and get like whoever's in the room uh, with me to do it every year. Yeah. Uh, this year it was just me and my girlfriend. But uh, Did you guys watch the halftime show together? Yeah, we had um. There was like other people over at my apartment. Like my brother came over, uh, Colin came over. Oh, there you go. Uh, you know, Will came over, Weigel came over. Um, so yeah, interesting halftime show.
0: Deaf By interesting, you mean amazing? Yeah, it was, that was just
1: like, it was literally like a, a, stri- for, a strip a tease. It,
0: yeah, like J Lo's on a stripper pole and Shakira's just just throwing the ass around. I'm right. like, this is, uh, yeah. There were actually uh, people calling in on the radio this morning on my way to work saying. Oh, uh, like the Super Bowl halftime show isn't PG anymore. My kids can't watch it, blah, blah, blah.
1: Which, I. Dude, how old were we when, who was it, Janet Jackson's, like, boob got exposed on TV? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah.
0: Maybe a, I, I've seen the clip, but I don't remember, like, what Super Bowl it was, what was or it, how like old it we
1: 2003, four, something I like that. That I means the know.
0: Patriots were in it, so I probably yeah. didn't watch. Um, <laughs> no, nah, I thought it was a good Super Bowl. Decent game. Don't think Mahomes really deserved the MVP. I think uh, yeah, Damian Williams should have gotten it. I agree. It,
1: but, but you just knew they were going to give it to a quarterback anyways.
0: Yeah, you know, I I saw that coming. The second they won, I was like,
1: they're not going to give it to anybody but him. them. So. Yeah. What's your, like, if you had to, like, design your own Super Bowl party? Or I guess you could even do this for, like, Stanley Cup or playoffs or whatever. Like, if you have, like, one food item that you, like, have to have there with you, what is it? Hmm. Um,
0: first thing that comes to my head without thinking too hard about this is the Buffalo Chicken Dip. Okay. That
1: is, that is definitely a hit for me. That's a good one. I have to go with Wings. It's so simple, but... The Buffalo Wings. yeah. Yeah. It, I changed my mind. I'd rather have Wings. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather go Wings. Big Wing guy. Uh, what kind of beer would you be having? I feel like, uh... For me, it's either Coors Light or Natty Bow, usually. Oh, really? Yeah. You go that route? No, nah, yeah.
0: I'll stick with the Bud Light. I think that's yeah. good stuff. Okay, goes down the hatch easy. Yeah. You know, they, they did great with the commercials. Did you see they the did. Tide uh, yeah. the Tide commercials as yeah. they were going with, on? With uh, Charlie Day? Yeah. yeah Those were hilarious. Yes. That, honestly, that, I think the commercials in general for the Super Bowl have gotten worse as the years have gone on. But that was one of the best ones that stuck out because of the constant play-on they had with other companies that were advertising. I agree. So I thought that was pretty cool. Definitely. But enough of the pitter-patter about the football. Um, We're going to get you caught up on the league here. So, biggest news probably uh,
1: aside from the Battle of Alberta, the Boston Bruins have waved forward David Backus. So I think we all kind of saw saw this one coming. Uh, You know, Backus wasn't... In their lineup, really, at all. Right. I think he – did he even play in the playoffs last year for Boston? I think
0: he got a couple games in because there were some guys who were banged up. Yeah. But other than that, I can't really say that he was a regular starter. No, and he
1: is eating up a lot of their um, – Cap. Their cap. So, uh, obviously, they waived him with the intent of sending him to the A, but right. both the Bruins and Backus have said that he will not play in the AHL. So.
0: Correct. I think someone should take a shot on him.
1: I think someone who's like a playoff contender who, same situation like what he did last year for Boston, like if someone gets banged up and you need a fourth-line guy to just go out there and it up or get You, you know, know who I think would be mix a great it fit? Up I, it I have no in. idea
0: about how salary cap would work. I think he would be great on the Stars. Okay, I think he'd be a really good fit. I could see just because they have the Perry, the Pavelski, they got a couple of the older guys, right? Right. It's a very defensive-minded team.
1: Yes, their unders hit like crazy. Plus, Perry's probably going to get suspended in the playoffs, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, probably. Um,
0: uh, I think he would be a good fit in that system. Honestly, I I, I could agree. see him working for the Stars
1: again. What about no, like if Arizona makes the playoffs and needs like that? I don't think he's an Arizona not fit. Not Arizona. I just
0: I, they're a, they play a little. More up and down than the Stars do. The yeah. Stars are very structured. I think Backus could be a great fit for that defensive-minded
1: team. Yeah. It would be cool to see him go back to the Blues, but I don't think he'll oh, fit I there. I love that. That right? would be so cool. Yeah. Well, you never know. I mean,
0: if there's a couple injuries that come down, I'm sure Doug Armstrong would be more than willing to have him back. Sure. So, uh, that is something to keep an eye on going forward as Bacchus has been a household name in the league for pretty much the past 10 years. So, yeah. Hoping for the best for him. He honestly deserves a cup probably more than anybody, uh, especially other than Joe Thornton. But, I think, yeah. Or Marlo. I mean, especially since he was yeah. in St. Louis for all those years, and then they finally win it when he's gone. And I know, so against, felt kind of and against the Bruins too. That's yeah, fucking. Suck. So uh, good luck to him going forward. And speaking of players that have been scratched in the Metropolitan Division. The Toronto Maple Leafs scratched forward Kasperi Kapanen on Saturday night. The speculation all around TSN is that this is probably going to end up resulting in a
1: trade. Yeah, so I've seen, one, this could be a trade, and I've also seen that I think and himself said he was like, oh, I was late to a practice, and this is how they were. I hit the snooze button by accident. I guess. Um, so apparently he's back in tonight. Uh, right. We're recording this on Monday. So he should be back in the lineup tonight. But if you see him held out again, this is a guy whose name has popped up in trade rumors since pretty much the start of the year. Yeah. So it's definitely something that I would keep my eye on.
0: So I think, and we'll get into the trade rumors a little bit later. We have a segment on that. The two biggest known commodities around the NHL right now are that the Penguins want a Jason Zucker mm-hmm. and that the Maple Leafs want another Jake Muzzinish type defenseman. Matt Dumba. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, this is where I think Kapanen has to pretty much be a part of some type of package just because they can afford to lose him, I would say.
1: Call me crazy, but as soon as I saw Kapanen's name come up in trade rumors, I immediately just thought of Boston really oh god that'd be scary yeah you think they'd really trade with boston though i don't know if they would but i think it just makes a lot of sense like you could send him there he could play on you know line two or line three he's got speed he can play you know gritty when he needs to but he he does have sandpaper yeah does have talent so
0: no i agree and then boston
1: could send back a defenseman or a defensive prospect and picks so
0: if they weren't arch archbitter rivals and met in the first round the right. last three years, I'd say I other. agree. Yeah. But oof. could you imagine Capitan goes in a black and yellow, comes back, scores oof. the OT winner in game oh, seven? They would literally, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't think that's, I think it's a good fit, but not, the, I don't but see not the Maple Leafs realistic. trading with him, yeah. yeah. Uh, So that's something to keep an eye on as we are now 21 days away from the trade deadline.
1: Coming up fast. I'll let you take the next part because honestly, I don't even know what the hell's going on here. So, Hall of Fame goaltender Ed Belfour was arrested on January 28th at a hotel in Bowling Green, Ohio. Mugshot was mean. Yeah, and he was just, the lights were on and no one was home. That is the Eagle. Yeah. uh, So, the Eagle was apparently arrested for drunk and disorderly conduct. Police in the Bowling Green area said that he was potentially a harm to himself and others. (laughs) Uh, I think that's just – he was just really just obliterated, stumbling around the hotel, pissing people off, and so they had to call someone.
0: After listening to the Marty Turco interview for Chicklets, I feel like this was not as – once I heard of the stories about Ed Belford, I wasn't as surprised about this as I thought I would be. No, not at all. So I, I mean that yeah. kind of enlightened me. I never really – I mean I don't know shit from Adam about Eddie Belfort, but he always seemed like a, a very – Soft spoken, not really loud kind of right. guy. So to hear this kind of news kind of makes you.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's always like those people. It's like, and then you like, you know, dump a fifth of Jameson in there and then like, boom, it explodes. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. So, you know, hopefully, like, you know, he's okay and everything. But if you haven't seen the mugshot, please go check it out because it's a Hall of Fame mugshot for <laughs> sure. Looking pretty beat up over yeah. there. Uh, John Hoven of MagersManner.com. No idea what that is. Leaked in a radio interview that apparently the name for the new NHL franchise in Seattle is the Kraken. There was, you know, an immediate media blitz of people (laughs) going, you know, this is great. This fucking sucks. Yeah. Is this true? I think, you know, the people that actually run the Seattle franchise that hasn't been named yet came out and said, you know, nothing has been decided yet. Right. We still don't know, even though they were supposed to decide it before the all star break. Right. So who knows? Do you like this? I do and but I do have some like issues with it. Alright, let me hear it. So my thoughts on this are, you know, that's a cool name. There's a lot that you could do with like that the logo. That mascot and the logo and I feel like you could have a pretty badass color scheme. Yeah. I feel like in my head when I think of Seattle having a hockey team, take the Seahawks colors. Yep. Like you can leave the green, take the navy blue. Yeah. And you've got to throw green in there somewhere.
0: I'm pretty sure that's every concept graphic of, you know, potential jerseys, it's always got like the teal ish kind of dark blue that the yes. Seahawks have. And then, you know, either some type of tan or green. Well, they should do what um,
1: the Thunderbirds do in the Western Hockey League, the Seattle Thunderbirds. It's basically just the Hartford Whalers blue, like their navy blue uniform. That'd be sick. Which I wish that they could just, you know, photocopy that, but um, I'm sure they can't.
0: I'm not big on the Kraken. Okay. I think it's a cool logo, but to say the team name, the Seattle Kraken, it's like... Eh, I think Sockeyes comes off the Seattle tongue way Sockeyes better. is really cool. That's the second yeah. best favorite right yeah. now. So this, when you say Seattle Sockeyes, I don't think the logo is as cool. There's not as much you can do with it, but it's it rolls fish. off the tongue yeah. way better. Yes, big fan of alliter- alliteration. Alliteration. Jesus oh man that didn't <laughs> just happen
1: alright well <laughs> that's why I'm doing a podcast <laughs> but yeah so uh, long story short I have mixed feelings about it I feel like it could be cool but I feel like in five years it could be really gimmicky too so
0: yeah I think it's going to be one of those two. but the fact that this got leaked I'd say it's I just, pretty much you know, like, Vegas it's
1: ca- like when Vegas came in and they did this Vegas has a great mascot that is all time Yeah, I thought they completely botched the uniform I mean,
0: so you and I have very, very different views on Vegas' uniform. The, I like, love The it.
1: logo, I thought they did a great job of incorpor- like incorporating the helmet, and they have like the V like within the face mask. Yeah. That's badass. I wouldn't have gone the gray. You would have gone black. I, I think I would have gone black.
0: When are they going to get alternates? When is every team in the NHL going to have an alternate uniform? So Why is this not happening?
1: I thought I saw something that said it could be this next season. Mm-hmm. But to me, that doesn't mean for three more. So I just hope they don't go like – a
0: whole gold concept like the Pens did because no. I really dislike the Penguins alternates. I hate them. What the mustard ones? Yeah, I'm yeah, not I can't a fan. Those. They really need to bring back like the old school pit ones. Yeah. Anyways, uh, don't want to bore people with that kind of chatter. So uh, next topic: the Columbus Blue Jackets have climbed the ladder to third in the Metropolitan Division with 65 points. Un freaking believable. This is
1: ridiculous. Um, and it's really I think you know. How did this not like? How were they a wild card team last year with the roster they had going into the playoffs? But they're in a better spot now after losing. Yeah, Duchesne. It's the missing theory, man. Like,
0: they just play pissed off. They yeah. got a good coach. You know they're gonna play defensive. They're play within a good system. And the most important of everything I just listed, they got a hot goalie. Yes, they really do have a hot goalie.
1: The other thing I've noticed just from like watching like random games of theirs, like if there's nothing else on TV, man, you must be really bored. I'm bored all the time. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, they match up really, really like there is such a difficult matchup for a lot of teams to handle. Yeah, well,
0: um, they and, got a lot of
1: grinders. That's yeah. the thing, right? Like and grinders with skill too. Like, yeah, you look, Foligno, Anderson,
0: Atkinson plays with a little sandpaper yeah. in him. Uh, what's uh, what's Pierre-Luc Dubois, yeah. he can throw his body around a little yes. bit. So all those guys, Seth, we didn't even talk about Seth Jones, right? right? I mean, obviously they got some stud defensemen, Ryan Murray. You uh, know,
1: Wierenski's leading yeah. uh, defenseman in goal scoring.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, they definitely have some names. It's just names that probably honestly go under the radar because they're in Columbus. Yeah, so, I would agree. Uh, good for them. I mean, that's
1: I would not want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah. That's all I know. I will say this. Their fan base... Has killed it like the last like four years. Oh yeah,
0: when they go to the playoffs, it's, it's insane, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, so I. So good uh, for
1: them. I mean, it's good to see the game growing in places like that. Because I mean, let's be real. When Rick Nash was playing on the Blue Jackets, did anyone give a fuck? No. No. But. And even when he left, no one gave a fuck. So. No, not really. Uh,
0: good for them. Honestly, I'm happy for yeah. them. It's as long as they're out beating the Flyers, the Islanders, the Rangers. I don't really give a shit.
1: Yes, uh, Montreal has sent forward Yasper Kotkaniemi to the AHL. Uh, they're My favorite prob name. I know right cock in Miami that's your boy <laughs> uh probably their highest rated prospect prospect for sure uh he has 8 points in 36 games uh but he played the whole season right. up in the in the bigs last year so I think, you know, this is just a situation where, like, an 18 year old was thrust into an NHL role and expected to kind of just do what he could with it. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying, all right, your production has fallen off a little bit. Let's get you down to, you know, wherever their minor league team is now. I want to say Laval Mm -hmm. and just build on your game and go bigger picture from there.
0: I like this move uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I am a big proponent of. Letting young guys develop in minor leagues. Uh, I know la- nowadays it's just expected that it's you're so 19 rushed. years old and you yeah. just hop right in. But you never want to lose that confidence, and you don't want them to change. You know the type of player that they are. If you drafted him to be your first line center,
1: build him into your first line. center. If you play
0: him on the fourth line, is you know for the first three years of his career, he might not turn into that. Right? Let or, him play first line. Like minutes or if down. he's
1: 18, 19, and he's you know your number one center, and he's facing off against. Right. Bergeron, Backstrom, Crosby—like it's probably not going to end very well. Exactly.
0: So I'm a big fan of this. Um, I also would say he didn't really have a whole lot of help. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a lot of weapons at his disposal to try and you know help him grow into the player that he is. I'm a fan of this. I think he'll do fine in the minors. I would still think he's a pretty damn good player. Uh, I love the way that he kind of has that like small guy grit type game to him.
1: Yeah. He's not afraid to, you know, get out there and mix it up either.
0: No, he, he plays tough nose. So I would expect him to be back up in the NHL definitely next year, maybe even this season again. But yeah, I, I agree. I think they gave him 10 or 12 games. He lights it up. Good for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dustin Bufflin and the Winnipeg Jets are apparently moving towards contract termination. Uh, Bufflin has not played a game for the Jets this season. Uh, Due to personal reasons, he didn't really touch on it. Uh, We assumed he was contemplating retirement. Uh, Just retired, man. I know. So apparently, you know, if they can terminate this contract, he'll pass through waivers and become a UFA, which would greatly help the Jets because that frees up a lot of space for them to, you know, bring in defensive help, which they desperately need.
0: Yeah, I think on the last three episodes in a row, we've talked about how weak the Jets top six is. If he just retired or even just kind of terminated his contract, that would really, really help them. And they would also give them a little money to play around with as we go up to the deadline. Because uh, if the Jets don't make the playoffs, there's going to be some changes.
1: Yes, for sure. They're way too good all over the place, except for defense. Um, Well, and I think that's what they do going into the deadline. They say, okay, who's got a defenseman? Right, You know, let's start talking Right, and just and go from there. I can't see them doing anything else. Again, Matt Dubbo. I know yeah. we've been throwing his sure. name around. I guarantee you they'd go
0: all in for him. So uh should be interesting to see how this goes in the near-term future. I really don't understand this situation. I'm not going to try to understand this situation. Uh, I just hope the best for, you know, Big Buff and the Jets that they can just kind of agree on something. I so, agree. Uh, now we got to get to the juicy stuff. Yes, the Battle of Alberta. What a game! This
1: is, I think we, we've had two of them. The, the best last... rivalry in the NHL yes. right now. Yes, for sure. We've I had... know
0: that we got a lot of Caps fans. I'm a Pence fan. We've got the
1: Flyers. You know, this is it this, for sure. This is it. Yeah, this is the most exciting rivalry to watch. I think yeah. maybe even in pro sports right now. Oh,
0: easily. Yeah. There's just so many storylines <clears throat> here. Like. Lucic, James Neal, both have been on the side each side of the rivalry. Right, Mike Smith, David Riddick, both been on. Diff- you know, at least Mike Smith was. I don't think Riddick's ever played for Edmonton, but Cam
1: Talbot has. Cam,
0: t- that's who it was. Yeah. yeah, Talbot. You know, both of those goalies used to play on the other teams last year. Like, there's just you know McDavid and Drysido, like the two superstars. Right. Cassian then, versus
1: Kachuk. Yeah, you know. and then you got Gudrow and Monahan. Like, it's just right. such a good matchup, and. It's so physical. The games are so entertaining, too. Like, that one on Saturday night, it was 8-3, to three and it was, you know, it was back and forth a little bit at the beginning, and then it kind of got stretched out, and Edmonton was up by at least two for pretty much the remainder of uh, the game until they pulled ahead, and it was so entertaining to just sit there and watch, mm-hmm. and, like, you almost forgot what the score was, because... You know, we're looking at. I think there was four fights in the game. One of them was a goalie fight. That was awesome. So, you know, it's just great to watch that kind of stuff.
0: I think after watching the past two, because they played twice last week since we last spoke, Wednesday and Saturday. They, you know, each team they split the series, yeah. uh, and then after watching the Pens Caps game. Dude, I like. There is
1: nothing like old time hockey. No, it's just so good. Those games, like the Penguins Caps game and the Battle of Alberta games, those were playoff games.
0: Oh yeah, well the, you can tell just by the the intensity and just the amount of hits being thrown. It's like mm-hmm. that's what people want to see. Like, yes, I know there's a new wave of you know the skill guys and the speed, but like, God damn it, I really hope that grit and that fire just never go like goes away because honestly, that is. The best type of hockey is when you can get, you know, a combination of your skill guys playing at their best, and you basically have your heart and soul guys, you know, the fan favorites, just throwing their bodies on the line. That's what everybody wants to see. I agree. So I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Uh, unfortunately, there are no more of those games for the know, regular season. That's the worst part. But oh my God, I hope,
1: I hope they. Have it's going to be series. a very, very. Big loss for all of us if that's the last time we watch those two teams play this year.
0: So who wins the series between the two of them?
1: Oh, that's tough.
0: Right now, Edmonton owns the tiebreaker.
1: I feel like just so they'd have home ice right now. I would lean Edmonton. Wow, really? Just because of that game that they had on Saturday? Yeah, I. Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, but I was like, about you know, to the say the Flames, the Flames were in the playoffs I, last year and they did.
0: Not, they underperformed, yeah. right? But I I was going to say the Flames, but then I thought about how hungry McDavid is going to be, and it's kind of scary. Yeah. And Saddle too, for that matter, who's leading the league in points, by the way. It's insane. Yeah. By four. I so. feel like
1: they kind of are like, we're already overperforming. Like, okay, two of the best players in the league for sure, but did we think the Oilers were going to be in this spot? No. No, absolutely not. So I feel like if they get to the playoffs, which it's looking like they will, they're going to just kind of like wake up and be like, all right, you know, it's going to be McDavid's second playoffs, I yes. think, in his career. Yes. I don't know about Dry Dreisaitl. First. At first. I think. So it's going to be like, we don't get these chances that often. So you got the Oilers in what, six, seven? Something like that. I, I If that doesn't go seven, I don't know what Flames will. Flames in seven. That's yeah. my pick. All right. I got the
0: Flames. I think they're just a deeper team. But hey, that's for
1: um, If they play each other, we have to do like a friendly wager. Oh,
0: I'm I'm getting jittery about playoff matchups, man. Our episode before the first games of round one is going to be the most electric thing
1: ever. Uh, But before playoffs, uh, as you mentioned earlier, will come the NHL trade deadline. Uh, This year, the trade deadline is on Monday, February 24th. I believe it's usually at 3 p.m. Yep. Uh, Players to watch, and this is coming from NHL.com's David Satriano, Zach Bogosian, Brendan Dillon, Anthony Duclair, Alexander Georgiev, Ilya Kovalchuk, Alex Galchenyuk, Chris Kreider, Robin Lehner, Alec Martinez, Jeff Petrie, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Rasmus Ristolainen, Wayne Simmons, Tyler Toffoli, Sammy Votnin, and Jason Zucker. I'm going to add a name to this list. Go ahead. You're gonna call me
0: absolutely nuts. Okay. I don't know if this is trade deadline material, but I th- I think this is gonna happen sooner than people might think. Jack Eichel.
1: So okay, as soon as you said I was gonna call you crazy, I knew you were gonna say Jack Eichel because I, I saw this
0: dude. I don't know, man. He's after the last game that they just lost three to one over the weekend. I can't remember who it was against. Um, he scored the first goal, got his 30th tally of the year, career high. Playing lights out this season. And after they scored, whoever the other team was that was playing them the third goal, <clears throat> Eichel was on the ice. It was like with two minutes left in the third after they you know, were trying to rally and come back. Took his stick and full David Ortiz wind-up baseball it. swing. Yeah. And there's a lot of articles saying he's pissed. Like he
1: he wants to win. He scored he, the overtime winner. He got his 31st the yeah. other night. Yeah. No reaction whatsoever.
0: Nope. It, yeah, it, it feels like he's you know
1: I don't want to see him just waste his best years here. I th-
0: trust me. Dude,
1: like the thing is, like the deal it would take to move a player like that. So here's the thing: Jack Eichel is a superstar. Yes, but he
0: is not in the category or breath of untouchable. No. He's not in that McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon, Matthews, tr- like, they're never going to trade those guys. That's no, I don't think so. I'm not saying Matthews won't leave eventually, but they're not going to trade him. Jack Eichel could get traded, I think. Yeah, it would that's be a
1: very Sabres move to do that. It
0: would be like, you know, I'd say a comparable breath, and this is, you know, I can't believe I'm thinking of this, like a Jerome McGinley type, like that kind of, he's that caliber player. Yeah. He's, I would say so. He's a superstar.
1: But like young Iggy. Not yes. like. No, you not, know, not old Iggy. Not like but like, 2010 Iggy. But
0: there were trade rumors about Iggy for yeah. five years before he. Like we're talking got like treated.
1: 02, 04 Iggy. Something yeah, like that. Like just
0: a yeah. stud, right? And yeah. um unfortunately, the Sabres just haven't been able to put the right pieces around him. Uh, but before we, you know, I've beaten that a little bit up now. Based on the names that actually probably will get moved beforehand, I think Jason Zucker is definitely one of them. Uh, you know, after all the... Toffoli. Toffoli is one of them. I think going. I think Galchenyuk is definitely one of them, and I think Kreider is also definitely one of them.
1: I think Kreider's the one that we've been hearing... The most. ...since October, so... Yeah, it's just a matter of who's going to pull the trigger. Right, and what they get in return, so uh Rangers fans, that's going to suck for you, because I know you guys like to drink from that guy's butthole, but... Uh, <laughs> Duclair is an interesting name. So uh, the fact that DeClaire and Pajot are both on there is a little bit surprising. I know Ottawa's not in any position to you contend. You can build around
0: those guys, though. You can.
1: They're not in position to contend for anything right now. Uh, I think those are your one and two leading scorers, yeah, for best sure. players. Yeah. Um, well, in Shabbat, but they won't On Kevin. forward, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they actually deal those guys. I mean, I just think the fact that Declair has moved so much and he's finally having... I think he should stay. I think he should stay. Pajot, I think, would be the one that's more likely to move, but I think it would be a really stupid move for Ottawa to trade either of those guys.
0: I think teams would also be a little more scared off from Declair just because he's struggled in the past. And now, yeah. that you know, just because he's proven it now doesn't mean right. if you take him to a different environment. I don't understand pressure on him. Yeah,
1: I don't understand why Kovalchuk's on this list. I I think, you know, he's producing for Montreal, which okay, that's a little bit of a surprise to us. They just don't tank. It's like weird. But like why would someone else take a chance on him at this point? You you
0: watch. You watch. Someone's gonna do it. I I guarantee it. Someone's gonna go after him. It's going to be uh, – there were a lot of Boston rumors about him when he was coming over. Which
1: just seems like the most uncharacteristic thing for them to do.
0: Yeah, because, again, Canadians, Boston. Yeah. Like if any, rivals. like
1: if Boston was going to go after anyone on this list, I would say Tyler Toffoli because that's like textbook, fits right into their system. Yeah. That's their kind of hockey, whereas like Kovalchuk is everything that the Bruins seek to right. not have in their lineup. You think the Caps make a deal before the trade deadline or no? So I don't. Um, I think, if anything, it would be – minor stuff like a third fourth line depth guy I don't even know about that I think you know maybe maybe. like switching yeah a couple players from the Bears but uh they made you know the move at the trade deadline before the um the cup run they had and they got Kempney which was a steal right so I really don't see them making a big move but what'd you uh, think of the
0: Bears uh chocolate jerseys those
1: are awesome I Um, love those gotta fuck those up on the gram the other name on this list that stands out to me is Rasmus Ristolainen ah yeah uh, yeah. So that's, you know, that's a game breaker. Like, you know, could we see him go to Winnipeg? Could we see him go to Toronto? Could we see I him don't, go to Pittsburgh? <laughs> right. I don't think Toronto has enough cap space and like they would have to give up, you know, cap and maybe someone else to get that done. We will so. see how
0: it goes. It should be very interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, Robin Lehner. I don't think that's going to happen, but, uh, We'll see. I mean, again, this is an ESPN-written article, so you never know what the fuck's up there is. But uh, we'll see what it goes down. I mean, I- I'm speculating here, but if you made me choose one name that I think will for sure be dealt that's on this list, I would say... Crider. Kreider. Yeah. Crider or Zucker. Yeah. I think Well, Zucker, a I
1: feel like he's been in trade talks for the last three years. Three years, so, yeah. So, but, it, the shoe fits there. Yeah, time to shit or get off the pot. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: you go with the injuries?
1: Yes. So, Sammy Blay of the St. Louis Blues uh, finally returned to the lineup after a wrist injury. Uh, he played 11 minutes on their game last Tuesday night, so it's good to see him back. Uh, Brendan Gallagher for the Canadians came back and scored the game-winning goal in his return. Uh it's getting – it was bad for the Sharks, and then it was really bad, and then it got a little bit better, and then it was even worse, and now <laughs> it's even worse than that Yeah. Uh, because Tomash Hurtle who's probably their best remaining player mm-hmm. considering Kater- like Ketur is hurt, he's out for the rest of the year, torn ACL and MCL. That's that, brutal. That's just horrible. So hopefully he bounces back and uh, is able to fully heal from that because that's just messy. Uh, Drew Doughty of the Los Angeles Kings uh, missed their game against Tampa Bay this past Wednesday, and that snapped his streak of playing 460 consecutive games. Yikes. That sucks, but I don't like Drew Doughty, so I don't care. <laughs> um, Buffalo Sabres goaltender Linus Allmark is out three to four weeks doing uh, due to a leg injury, which is not making Jack Eichel's reasons for wanting to stay there get any better. Uh, Red Wings rookie Philip Zadina is out for two to three weeks with a lower body injury, which that's a lost cause at this point. <laughs> and Barkov of the Panthers is day-to-day with a lower body injury, will not play tonight, which is Monday against Toronto, but is likely to come back later this week.
0: I've never been so confident on a bet in my life. I know none of you guys will be able to have this because we're recording this as the bet is going on, but Panthers, leaves over six and a half, book it, See you later. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, no, that's a match made in heaven. Uh, the one thing that I didn't realize is that Drew Downey played 460 straight games. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. For a impressive. guy who
1: plays as physical as he does and as many times as Kachuk has tried to kill him. Right, And he, how he's consistently among ice time leaders, I'm pretty sure, for yeah. everyone
0: in the league. Pretty much yeah. so. Um, moving on from the injuries, let's get to the who's hot and who's not. So for the who's hot, as you've seen, the Columbus Blue Jackets, 8-1-1 in their last 10. Elvis continues to stay red hot. The Jackets have climbed their way up to third place in the Metro, as we mentioned earlier. Should be interesting to see how things shake out down the stretch, but for right now, the Blue Jackets are absolutely rolling. Uh, Another team who's hot, someone that you would not expect as well, the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, they they put a little bit together.
0: They are 7-3 and in their last 10. They are 7-4 and since the start of the new year, which puts them in the top 10 in points since the new year started among the NHL. Seems like things have gone better since Duncan Keith and Jonathan Taves gotten a little scrap at practice. I don't know what it is about that, but it seems like once someone scraps in practice, you start betting them. And I that's guess. Works. Like,
1: I mean, I don't know what it is about the central division that makes you want to beat up your teammates, but the <laughs> Blues did this last year and Portuza, ended, yeah. like ended up winning a Stanley Cup. So maybe that's all it takes.
0: I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, the Edmonton Oilers, 7-1-2 and 2 in their last 10, coming off a big win against Calgary. I have noticed the Oilers have been playing well lately, and I'm going to use that to my advantage in my mm. picks coming up this week.
1: It's a dangerous game. It is a very yeah. dangerous game,
0: uh, but I'm down to flirt with some danger. <laughs> and then your beloved Pittsburgh Penguins are 8-2 in their last 10, as Nick rolls his eyes while I say this. Uh, they look awesome coming off two big rivalry wins uh, since the All-Star break. The boys are rolling. Matt Murray has won six in a row, and all is good in the land of Pennsylvania.
1: Begrudgingly, I will admit that they do look incredible right now, and I think the past couple games for Murray have been—he's been good. Necessary. We don't even games. have our best
0: goal scorer. Right. Like it's so. like so. You know, this is truly just. By the way, Ryan Dieter called it when he was talking about Sam Lafferty.
1: Wicked. That kid's sick. That was wicked. It is
0: so cool to see how some of the guests that we've had talk about the guys they've played against because before they got big... John Marino's up. He's fourth in voting for Calder. Yeah. He's fourth in the Calder rankings. And Sam Lafferty has come on the scene between Bruce and Ryan and then Jared Tenorti with the big time goal in his hometown against DC. Good to see that. With Joey. We've got empty Betters bumps galore. Right. I mean, everywhere. We're dishing them all over the place. So it's awesome. Really cool to see, uh, you know, some names that nobody would probably recognize. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And because you've listened to this podcast, now you kind of are getting a gist of. What you know? Kind of talents coming. I mean, Where they came cool. from,
1: too. It's awesome to hear. Uh, to wrap up, who's hot? Boston, Tampa, and Toronto have all won three straight. Who do you have for who's not hot? So for who's
0: not, obviously the Red Wings. They suck. They've yeah.
1: lost five in a row. We don't need to go much more on that. Could say that every other week.
0: St. Louis has cooled off, as you've noted. Yes. Five, four, and one in their last ten. They've been struggling at home lately kind of odd. It's
1: uncharacteristic for them because they were dynamite at home to start the season. And
0: they still are, if you look at their overall <clears> record, but they've been slipping up a little lately. And then the one that sticks out to me the most, honestly, uh, Arizona. Arizona yeah. has not looked good, and they're falling yeah. down into the second wildcard spot right now. Um, granted, the Pacific Division is, you know, an absolute clusterfuck, but they're... is,
1: but I think, you know, if they continue to fall this way, it's going to be a serious challenge for them to put together a playoff push.
0: Well, yeah, and if you look at their last 10, they're 2, 5, and 3. And right now they are currently on a two-game overtime loss streak. Mm. <laughs> so that's kind of that's tough. tough. Uh, Connor Garland has been the one bright spot for them all year long. However, I will say Phil Kessel is not looking good no. at all. So you want to hear a stat?
1: Yes, hit me.
0: Phil Kessel has four even-strength goals this year. Yikes. That's it. Alex Galchenyuk has three.
1: Okay. So,
0: as bad as Galchenyuk has been, I, you can't really say castle has been that much better.
1: No, that trade is sort of, or whatever. It's just a wish-wash just at this point. It's sort of, like, nullified itself. Exactly. Right? The swap of the players, essentially.
0: So, in their last four games, they have lost two. The Kings, the Ducks, the Oilers, and the Blackhawks. Four teams, other than maybe the Oilers, that you would say, those are games that you shouldn't be yeah. losing. Uh, and to be honest, Darcy Kemper has been carrying the absolute load. Uh, without him, God knows where this team would be, but
1: definitely know, not that are, high
0: up. Things aren't looking good over there and yeah. hopefully they can you know turn things around here quickly because as the playoff stretch is coming up, they really need to turn it on.
1: Do you see them making a move at the deadline or no? I do not I don't either. Uh, so, moving on, what do you want to do? State of the Union?
0: So, before we get to that, I have one thing that I would just like to share, because I thought this was interesting, but I just like to update people on this shit. Um, coming off of the All-Star break, uh, here are the team leaders in key statistics. I thought this was kind of cool, so I figured I'd share. Uh, the most goals in the league, the top five teams, the Washington Capitals first, The Leafs are second, the Lightning are third, the Avalanche are fourth, and the Panthers are fifth. Those are your top five teams in total goals for the year. Uh, Least amount of goals allowed, uh, your top five teams are the Dallas Stars at one, Bruins at two, the Jackets at three. That makes sense. Uh, The Islanders at four, and the Hurricanes at five. Those are your five best defensive teams
1: in the league. A.K.A. who you don't want to play in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, For power play percentage, the top five teams, the Oilers are number one, Bruins at two, Lightning at three, Leafs at four, and St. Louis at five. Uh, And then the top five in penalty kill percentage Uh, The Sharks are one, which is surprising. The Caps are two. The Bruins are three. Lightning are four. And the Hurricanes are five. And then these were the two that I thought were the most interesting. Top five teams in penalties taken this year.
1: Caps have to be up there.
0: The New York Rangers are number one. And the Capitals are... One penalty behind them at number two, and those two teams are far in the lead above everybody else. Yeah, Number three are the Sharks, four are the Ducks, and five are the Devils. And then this is my favorite one. The teams with the most hits per game, your top five are, number one, the New York Islanders, number two, the Pittsburgh Penguins, number three, the Ottawa Senators, number four, the Vegas Golden Knights, and number 5 the Montreal de Canadiens and shortly followed at number 6 you have your Capitals. Hmm. So little interesting stat there. Uh just figured I'd dish that out for our viewers in case some of those were surprising.
1: It gives you a good uh you uh, know sort of measuring stick on where every division is right now. Like you talked about yeah. <clears throat> goal scoring. You had Leafs, Panthers, Right, Lightning, yeah, like, you know. It's the it's the it's the people you'd figure would be yeah. there, right? So
0: but as far as the penalties taken, I was a little surprised by that.
1: I'm not, just because I've had to suffer through all... You've
0: seen that. But the Rangers yeah. at that one, that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Young, inexperienced. Stupid New Yorkers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on for uh, State of the Union. So, uh, recapping the week, O V tied and then passed Mark Messier on the all-time goals list. He now has 695 career goals. He would want the t-shirt. He would. Uh, as of this past Saturday, he had 11 goals in five games. He's now one behind David Posternock for the league lead and five goals away from 700, according to math, which <laughs> would make him the eighth player all time to do that. Whatever, dude. <laughs> um, Just buy the fucking t-shirt. Right Up next on the goal scoring list is former Capital Mike Gartner at 708. Uh, outside of Ovi, Jacob Vrana is fourth in the league in five on five scoring. Nasty, so good. If you look at like the list of who he's up there with, it's, it's gross. It's like Matthews, Ma- yeah. Ovi, Pasternak, yep. someone else, and Vrana.
0: Vrana is so good, dude. Like he's the one guy on the Caps I actually don't hate, just because I love the way he's like when he skates. It's incredible. Yeah, when he. When he got the breakaway against the pens, where he tried to sneak it five hole back yeah, in on Murray,
1: that, uh, uh, remote throw for me.
0: I've, n- I mean, he literally made Justin Schultz look like he was in quicksand. Oh, he just he blew by him,
1: pulled away. Yeah. It was r- it, like
0: and his shot. Oh my god! All right, I'm gonna stop having a boner of this kid.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the shot's ridiculous, and he's. It sort of seems that this year he's taken that next step into shooting on the go. Yes, which all these young kids can just do so well now. Right. Uh, So that's good to see. Uh, Obviously, in terms of more recent games, that was a tough loss against the Penguins. It was a big test for uh, Samsonov, and I think that was a big statement made by Reardon, you know, coming out ahead of time and saying, Sammy's in goal going into this game on Sunday. Right. You know, big test for him. As I mentioned before, Lars Eller, I thought, was the best player on the ice all afternoon. I thought the Caps played terrible for basically two periods. Uh, but man, did they have a good third. So the third was great, and the first two minutes of the first I thought yes. were their best parts of the game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. That Tanev goal, if that was pretty damn fluky.
1: You know what that reminded me of? Uh, the, the, I Ho- know what you're going to say. The Hornquist goal. The Hornquist goal, in yeah. In the playoffs. When it made it 2 nothing. Game 7. It made
0: it 2 nothing instead of one nothing. Yes, yep. yeah. That was a dagger.
1: So it's just like yeah. one of those that like takes the life right out of you know right out of the building and everything. And it was just kind of like, oh fuck, you know. Right. They did get one back right afterwards, but right. You know, too little, too late. They were just undisciplined. There was a couple of penalties. You know, early on in the game, I was like, okay, this officiating is dog shit, they and I was way too many. And penalties. I was saying that about both calls. I was like, there is nothing in either of those. Uh, so. As the game went on, I felt like the Caps just were more undisciplined, and they were making really bad decisions just in terms of, like, you know, you've got, like, a three-on-two. They were passing it, like, six times back Koozie and forth. Especially. I was like, someone just shoot the damn puck. Kuzi passed Which, you know, I much. know, you know bad hockey fan, you know, yelling, shoot the puck every five minutes. Don't but feel bad. I yell it all the yeah, time. Sometimes you just need to shoot the damn puck. You know, yeah. I don't care. And, you know, finally, Kuzi drove it to the hoop and, you know, hit pay dirt, so that was nice. But uh, definitely not – The showing you want against your bitter rivals, but I think this sets up a very potent season series that's going to be condensed into two months, three months, if that, but not not a math guy. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you have anything else you want to talk about before I go on my solo quick? Um,
1: upcoming this week, they have a short week, which is nice. Uh, not a whole lot going on. They have the Kings at home on Tuesday and the Flyers at home on Saturday. So hopefully a chance to sort of regroup and move forward. Hopefully not. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> my penguins. uh Coming off the two big wins from the All Star break, uh, Friday night against the Flyers. Yes, that was my money line pick. lot oh, hit. Uh, Sidney Crosby with the OT winner. What else is new? Uh, we wore white. units is at home. I don't know why people do that. I, all right, not so a fan.
1: Not a fan. I don't want to like. All right, I don't want to like interrupt and like get on a tangent. No, going. Here. At th- I've seen tweets about. This. I feel like every NHL team does that once a season with no explanation. Nope. Now, what? I've seen a lot of tweets that say, color, switch it back. What color did the Flyers wear? Did they wear black? black. They wore their it was black. It because they're alternate. That's why.
0: Yeah. So I've read a lot of tweets that are saying, make the home team wear white sweaters again. Why?
1: totally against that. Why? I don't understand. Bring out your team's colors. You know what my pet peeve is? What? Is when, like, Winnipeg does this all the time. And I think Pittsburgh actually used to do this before they changed their uniforms. The home team in the playoffs is a whiteout. Yeah, but the home team isn't wearing white. Yep, it's so annoying. The Penguins used to do that. I don't time. get it at all. It's so stupid. But uh,
0: sorry, went off on a tangent, yeah. but it's okay. Um, yeah, big game against the Flyers. You yeah, know, we were up three one, and then they ended up tying it at three three. Jari started that game. He looked okay. He played all right. I'm not gonna say he played great. I'm not gonna say he played bad. Sid and Malkin pretty much carried the team that night. Uh, everyone else kind of looked like they had quicksand on their feet. That's not a saying. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Crosby and Malkin basically took over that game. Malkin had a goal and two assists. Crosby had a goal and two assists. So what else is new? Uh, and then on to the big game on Sunday. Big win against the Caps. Big statement win. Uh, players of the game for me, obviously Sam Lafferty, I thought he played great. Uh, John Marino, I thought, played very well. And I thought Jack Johnson played pretty damn good. He was throwing weight around on some of he your was. guys down low. Yeah. Uh, he's actually had a pretty good comeback season. He's you know not doing nearly as bad as he was last season. Uh, so kudos to him. I mean, I was wanting his head taken off, as was the rest of the Pittsburgh fans last season. He's been a nice pleasant surprise this year, so good for him. Uh, Chris Letang continues to just not have a temper, and will always end up probably losing us big games against you guys because he literally
1: can't not slash Tom Wilson in the feet. Well, he can't just not do anything other than slash. No, well, <laughs> well it's like Malkin when he was early in his career—you get him pissed, and then yeah. he two hands you. But it's yeah, it's just kind of what it is. I thought the play of the game was Kutzenetsov
0: trying to jump at the Penguins bench on the too many men call. Dude, if you're that not was cheating, ho- you're not trying. That was so funny. Yeah. Did you see our bench? They pushed him back on. They're like, right. fuck you, dude. Right. Like,
1: Get the fuck off.
0: That was great. Genius. I mean, you know. I, I love that. And the announcers yeah. were getting a kick out of it, too. I yeah. thought Doc was going to have a seizure of how hard he was laughing.
1: Yeah. So I mentioned at the beginning of this that I like can't stand the NBC broadcast anymore. It's really like starting to bother me because I know, you know, why
0: Doc and Edzo are the Docs, like, you
1: know, Doc's a Hall of Fame broadcaster in across all sports. Like, I would listen to that man call a bowling match (laughs) if I could. You know, Edzo, love the guy, but it's just, I don't know, I don't know what it is about it. I'm just not, you know, feeling it right now. No, uh, Brian
0: Boucher is a little
1: boring. But I'll never get bored of Doc. I think Boucher is one of the better things to happen to the broadcast because you can go to him during, you know, they, they throw it down to him. He's between the glass. But it's not like he's overshadowing Doc or Edzo like Pierre would with just, you know, being weird. Random and Random you know, shit. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: so awkward. I don't know. I personally love Doc and Edzo. I think they're the best tandem in sports. Uh, maybe Jim, Na- Jim Nance is probably – the only one Jim Nansen, the masters, you can't really oh
1: that's you, like that's iconic i i- you can't or talk uh, that. Jim nansen uh the final four
0: that too yeah. I mean, I'm more of a masters guy, okay. but like you know, I'm a big golf fan, but yeah. um, I don't know, that's the only one I could think that's better. I will tell you this, hockey cannot get a better tandem in broadcasting unless Gary Thorne comes back
1: took the words right out of my That's mouth. That's the
0: only way I'll get better. Legend, he is the best.
1: Legendary Orioles broadcaster. He, I mean, you know, it's not like... He, he used to be ESPN. Right, yeah. It's not like he's busy with, you know, baseball because the Orioles are so bad. We fucking suck. They're, they're <laughs> terrible. Um, you know, at least we still get $7 tickets, though, which is nice. Uh, yeah, um, that is nice. But yeah, like when Gary Thorne would do uh, ESPN games, he used to do, you know, playoff games on ABC back when that was a thing. Did all the calls. Did co- uh, all the college games. He did it with... Um, you know, oh seven, 7 Frozen 4, when Sparty won. That yeah. was insane. Yeah.
0: Nah, he's a great... I you know, know. I cool. wish
1: he would come back.
0: He might. You yeah. never know. I mean, if the world sucked, you know, a little while longer, it could always <laughs> happen. But yeah, it was a big win for the guys. I thought Murray played incredible. Uh, granted, he got beat glove side twice, but I'm not sure there's anybody who's stopping Lars Eller on either of those shots one was in the slot, and one was just a sick toe-drag screenshot right between the defenseman's well, legs.
1: Just pulled the angle by, like, two feet. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, I mean, good game by the boys. Crosby played well. Malkin played okay. You know, eh, Rusty played good. Um, but it really was the grit guys who got done for us. I told you at the start of the year, I have an exact quote. I said, Caps fans, you are going to learn to hate this name,
1: Brandon Tanev. Yeah. And you got the game winner. Well I remember – Tana was probably one of the few players on Pittsburgh that I actually enjoy watching play. I remember when he was, uh, he had an epic uh, NCAA championship game against BU uh, when he was at Providence where he, he scored the game winner. But oh, really? Um, you know, sick player. Can, very versatile and he could finish yeah can kill penalties or he could you know play on you know top six if he really needed he can even
0: play on the power plant you know play like a screen role like yeah. a thomas holmstrom type
1: his um his other like his brother is playing in um vancouver i think yes yeah chris chris dana Chris yeah, yeah, a defenseman
0: yeah. yep so big win for the boys fuck dc they suck
1: your fan base is trash it's one of the best fan bases in sports. So, whatever. You, it's, whatever, dude. It's you, impossible to debate, but we could go on for hours about that. So.
0: We'll wait. We have another matchup in two weeks. Exactly. So, um, you know, I won't make you do We'll have another little friendly wager on that one yes. as well.
1: Uh, so, moving on from State of the Unions and just sort of looking at what we have left of a hockey season here, we both kind of have a couple questions that we're going to bounce off of each other. Uh, just of potential scenarios for the rest of the year. Alrighty, so the first question I have for you is: Can either Colorado or Dallas beat out St. Louis for first in the Central Division? Yes, Colorado. Not Dallas. No. Okay. I got.
0: I, I think Colorado is a team who could do it. Do I think they will? No, but if okay. you made me choose one, I'd choose Colorado. I okay. still think St. Louis will finish first, despite their cold streak lately.
1: I agree. Uh, can Vancouver hang on to win the race in the Pacific? No. You don't think so? I do not. What do you think? The Oilers get them? I think the Flames get it. Okay. I think the Flames are going to get it, so. Uh, do the Nashville Predators become buyers or sellers at the deadline?
0: Neither. They don't do anything. You think so? I think they're just going to stand still. I think Poyle's got faith in his crew, and if it doesn't work out this year, he strikes me as one of those GMs who's just going to say, hey, I like my guys. We had an off year. Yeah, we'll round up the troops next year and get her going. So yeah. I think they sit still.
1: They um Their biggest problem is their centers right now. They have so much center depth, but they haven't produced at all. Yeah, and their goalies haven't really been playing up to no. par either. So, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, providing that this does happen, could the Leafs beat the Bruins in a playoff matchup this year?
0: Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um.
1: you know what yeah they could uh could they yes will they no that's my answer i think they will you think so i think if they meet up this is the year they get over that hump i think
0: they're gonna get over the hump i think this is the year i think a blind you know uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then well said is that it well said okay well look (laughs) I think I, I really, really with the way Matthews has been playing, I really think like it, it's just like enough is enough. Like it's got to work for him the
1: playoffs at some point. It's
0: really going to come down to will Tavares be what we think he can be? Yeah, I agree. That's I know he's missed some time this year, but I think the Leafs can do it. I really do. And I, think, I think Freddie Anderson's a stud. I, d- I really yeah. do.
1: I think the Leafs need to add a defensive piece at the deadline if they're going to make a deep playoff push.
0: I would not disagree with that. I mean, between, you know, Barry and Riley and Muzzin, give me one more guy. One more. Just one more. It
1: doesn't even have to be a big name. Right. Like, honestly, that list we rattled off earlier, Zach Bogosian. Rasmus Ristolainen. There we go. Mm-hmm. That I put in like a little bit more of a bigger name because you're going to need to give up more to get him. Yeah, but
0: no, I think the I think if the Leafs and the Bruins meet in the playoffs, I think the Maple Leafs will win. Yeah,
1: having like Muzzin and Bogosian on the same back end, though, like Jesus Christ, hold on to your helmet.
0: New coach too. That's yes, my thing. That's your thing, man.
1: Uh, who is a more dangerous playoff opponent, Carolina or Columbus? Hmm.
0: That's a damn good question. This is way better than the ESPN questions, by the way. I'm yeah. looking at those two in front of me. We're not going to read those to you guys. But I'm going to say Carolina just because I think they have more skill. They've got the experience. And Rod
1: Brindamore, I love them. I think the perfect term to describe them is just explosive. Yes. They can hurt you in so many ways. They can, and they are a quick-strike offense. Yes. So I would say Carolina. Yeah. I would agree. I saw firsthand what can happen when that team gets unleashed. Uh, Can the Edmonton Oilers hang on to make the playoffs or possibly even the second round?
0: They will hang on to make the playoffs. They will be a playoff team. If they play the Flames in the first round, I do not think they will go to the second round. If they don't play the Flames in the first round, I do think
1: they will move on. I feel like ideally we'd want them to meet. In the first round. Yeah, so they're all fresh. Yes. you get the absolute most energy out of all yeah. of them. I'd even be fine with them meeting in the second round, just because that's only going to get more intense for yeah. them. But um, I, I mean, look, that's what we're all hoping for, right? Like, I th- you know, at this point, if they can keep it up, I think they can hang on to make the playoffs. But I agree with you that it really just comes down to who they draw in the first round.
0: I think they make the playoffs. Second round depends on if they play Calgary.
1: True. Sure. Uh Quinn Hughes is now leading all rookies in points. Could he win the Calder trophy? He definitely could, but I still got Kill McCarr. I agree. I think unless he goes off for like the rest of the year and is like twenty points ahead of McCarr or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna have to be really significant for that to happen. Uh do the Avs need to make a deadline move to become a solidified, legitimate contender, or are they good enough as it is?
0: I think they're good. I don't think th- – it will they make a move? I think they probably will try to do something. But I think right now, as it stands, they are a good enough team to make a very deep run.
1: I think they're definitely going to try and make a move. We, I mean, we saw what happened with the Taylor Hall sweepstakes. They were pretty heavily involved until Arizona ended up winning that bid. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Sackic as a GM goes out and gets bottom six forward, maybe another defenseman. Who right. knows, but I would not be surprised if they made one or two moves before the deadline.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Are those all of yours? Uh, my last one is what team on the playoff bubble could make a deadline move that carries them into the playoffs?
0: Hmm. <laughs> I think the Flyers are always in the trade talks with everybody. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the Flyers are the team to do it.
1: Uh, the one I had written down was the Florida Panthers.
0: Yes, Uh Ironically enough, those two teams are neck and neck right now. But I think the Flyers are always in on the trade talks. Big market team. You know, the GM's always active. Well, now it's not Hextall anymore, but still, they're just always an active team in general. I would say the Flyers.
1: I like that. I think, you know, I can see Florida making a move, you know, bottom six, maybe even another like top six forward just to give themselves a little bit of depth. Right. I could see them also doing, you know, like a top six defenseman. So. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do. I definitely think Q being Q is going to look at his options. Oh, yeah. um, And he's going to be saying to his GM, you know, if there's a move that you think can benefit this team and sort of, you know, give us more momentum going into the postseason, I think he'll facilitate that happening. Couldn't agree
0: more. All right, so now for my questions. I'm going to bounce these off you. Will the New York Islanders make the playoffs? They currently sit as the first wildcard team. The second wild card team is the Hurricanes. And then right on the bubble are the Flyers and the Panthers. Those four teams I just listed are all within two points of each other. Yes, they will. You think they will? I do. Okay.
1: Trot's effect.
0: You think first wild card, second wild card, do they get into the division top three?
1: I don't really think it matters where they end up. I still think, you know, if you draw that team. In your playoffs, like you, in your playoff matchup, you're going to go, "Oh fuck, okay, because this team just eats pucks for breakfast, so fair enough. Um, I don't know. you know, they could get in at the third spot in the Metro as a max in my opinion, mm-hmm. and obviously the second wild card spot is a minimum, so
0: all right, my next question, and I'm going to word this kind of weird because I don't know how else to word it. imagine that you are now in the month of August 2020. And you Google the name Jack Eichel is the first link that you pull up a trade rumor.
1: I feel like it's going to be something dispelling a trade rumor, like like the headline being, despite rumors, Eichel stays in Buffalo or something like like that. that. Huh? Interesting.
0: Yeah, that's a very good
1: answer. Like I I feel like I don't know. I feel like we've been so let down with trade deadline stuff since like. Like, for me, the biggest trade deadline thing that I remember, what was it, like 2014 when uh, Subban and Weber got traded, like, one for one, and then um, Suter and... Parise went to a while. Yeah, like, I, or over the summer, whenever that was. That was all within, like, the same 48-hour span. And yeah. then we had the buildup with Stamkos, and whether he, he was going to go to, yep. you know, Toronto... I don't know. I feel like with big names, we get like a lot of buildup, and then it kind of just falls apart. So, fair enough. uh, Until I have something to disprove that, that's where I stand.
0: Uh, Do you think Taylor Hall will re-sign with the Coyotes, and how far do
1: you think they go this year? So, I think that how far they go dictates if he's going to re-sign. If they make the playoffs, I think he re-signs. So, all they have to do is make the playoffs. I think, like you know, he gets to the first round. He's like, okay, this is. Better than it would have been if I had stayed in Jersey. Right. Because then, I, you know, he would have been in for another lottery. He's going to have
0: his pick of the litter, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he really could go anywhere. It'll be interesting to see who offers what for him. But I think if, like, if Arizona makes the second round, I think he's staying.
0: How far do you think they go?
1: <sighs> I think they get into the playoffs. I think it's going to be a wild card, and I think it's going to be, like, by the hair on the back of their neck that they get in. Hmm.
0: You think they lose in the first round? Yeah. I was gonna say second round exit. Okay. That's my prediction. But yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Will Bobrovsky turn it around for the Panthers?
1: Turn it around? No. Play better? Yes. Okay. Fair so enough. I don't think he's gonna be like. He's not gonna be your guy where you can say like this guy's gonna carry us. I mean, granted, he could get hot and just make me shut the fuck up, but. <laughs> I, you know, I think he'll get more consistent. Right. So, who knows, but... I gotcha. Yeah.
0: If Leon Dreisaitl finishes the season with more points than Connor McDavid, he is currently four points ahead of him for the lead league right now, will he be named MVP over Connor?
1: He should, but he won't be. You don't think so? No. I think uh, just because of the way league, like the league is, they'll give it to McDavid. Kind of like Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly same sort of principle as you know I, you could say that for pretty much any pro sport in their awards show or whatever they do but you know i'd love to see dry get art ross and mvp who knows if it'll happen but yep right now i feel like i still have to go with mcdavid
0: uh will john carlson eclipse the 100 point marker he currently has 62 Ooh. you guys have about 40 games left uh, a little under 40
1: games left I'm going to say yes. You think he hits it? Just for excitement's sake, I'm going to say he does it.
0: I honestly think he will, too. Yeah. Look, he's over halfway there. Exactly. I mean, you know, we're pretty much at that he's, 40 He's games pretty left.
1: much a point-per-game guy, okay. if not more. So Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Okay. I have two more questions. All right.
0: Fast forward to April of 2020. It is round one. Who is the Capitals' Game 1 starter, and who is the Pittsburgh Penguins' Game 1 starter?
1: Braden Holtby and Matt Murray. Wow. So I think what's going to happen is not much is going to change from right now. You know, it could fluctuate a little bit for both parties in terms of their goaltending, but I think come playoff time you're going to say, what, you know, both of these guys have won us cups. Right. We're going to go with these guys. Right. So, you know, if their game goes to hell, I wouldn't be surprised if it only takes one game for them to switch them up. But right. if I'm Reardon or Sullivan, I'm going with the guy that has experience unless the younger one is playing significantly better right. um, than the older one is. So, Last
0: question. Do the Rangers trade Kreider, and if so, where do you think he goes?
1: I think they do trade him as of, you know, where he goes. Am I crazy to say Colorado?
0: No, because I could see that. Yeah. I
1: also kind of have Vancouver in my head. That's not bad either. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just thought that'd be interesting. Uh, I thought that that was a great segment. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, that maybe fun. we should build that into like uh, you know maybe not every episode but every other. I I enjoyed that a lot.
1: It's interesting being asked the questions instead of asking them for a change. Yeah, yeah. you you don't
0: really know like what, you know neither of us read our lists prior True. to this, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, moving on to the gambling part of the show, uh, we're going to start with the first and fourth liner. My first liner, you probably already have him. Quinn Hughes, six points in his last five games and is now leading all rookies in points as a defenseman. He's been lights out lately. He has four points in his last two games. Not much more I can really say. He's getting all the power
1: play time. In the last week, he's been Vancouver's best player.
0: Oh, yeah. He's arguably been the best player in the league. Yeah. So uh, good shit from Quinn. Quinn. Good to see an American boy doing it.
1: Definitely. Uh, My first liner is going to be Dominic Kubelik of the Chicago Blackhawks. He was the rookie of the month for January. He had 10 goals, 4 assists for 14 points in 10 games, and he's leading all rookies in goals. Wow. So a a bright spot there that sort of helped them gain a little bit of momentum, and it's not coming from one of their bigger names. Right. Um, So it's nice to see them getting scoring from somewhere that's not Kane, Taves, Strom, DeBrinket.
0: Yeah. Uh, my fourth liner, if this sounds familiar, then it definitely should. Alex Kalchenyuk. he still sucks. Uh, he has
1: one point in his last five games. Yeah.
0: He's probably going to get traded. I know I've used him before, but... Man, no, I... But, I feel you like could put Phil Kessel in there, too. I've used a, him, too. That's
1: a name that we're all kind of just, like, waiting for, you right. know, who takes him and what you guys get in return for him. Right. Uh, my fourth liner is going to be Ryan Johansson of the Nashville Predators. He has 30 points in 51 games this season. That's not terrible, but it's not great when you're... Your team's top center. Right. And as of right now, he is Nashville's top center. We touched earlier on, or at least I did, I said how that team is terrible down the middle, but they have Johansson, Turris, Benino. you know, all the guys. Exactly. They have enough for three bona fide, you know, one, two, three centers down the middle. So I don't know what's going on, but he definitely needs to turn that around.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. And then
0: we're going to uh, recap last week's picks. <clears throat> Excuse me. My puck line, I had the Coyotes over the Kings last Thursday night. That missed. Arizona actually lost the game entirely. Uh, Fuck you guys, and (laughs) see you later. Uh, My money line, Penguins over the Flyers on Friday. Thank you, Sydney. Uh, Good thing your dick is huge in that you scored the OT winner. Uh, Forever grateful. And over-under, I had the over in the Oilers-Flames games last Wednesday. That hit. Game went 4-3. Nice.
1: Nice uh my puck line so two and one yeah uh, i also went two and one my puck line was the lightning at the kings on wednesday that hit easy money great odds uh my money line was the oilers flames game on wednesday i missed on that it went to a shootout Damn. of course when it goes to a shootout i'm like all right mcdavid dry sidle, i'm good but no of course riddick steals the show <laughs> uh, and then my over under was canuck sharks easy money yeah. I think it was like five two or what something. What was your lightning pick? It was puck line on the road. Lightning at the Kings.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so you probably Yeah, I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, that's Nick's pick. Yeah. All right. This week's let's get to it. My puck line, I am going to take the Islanders over the Kings on Thursday night in Long or excuse me, on Long Island. Nice. I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I've learned. Uh just a gut feeling. I picked against the Kings last week. Didn't work, but I think the Islanders are gonna slowly start crawling their way back up into the division. Um right now they're currently sitting in the wild card spot. I don't know. Islanders at home. I like it. Just a, none of my I, I didn't really like anything I saw this week, but this is gut instinct and it's worked for me in the past, so I'm gonna stick with it.
1: Nice. Uh, so as many of you might remember from last week, our friendly wager was that if the, you know, penguins or caps, you know, whoever, whoever's team lost would have to bet all underdogs. So that's going to be me for this week. (laughs) So kicking off my underdog bets, uh, my puck line pick is going to be the blue jackets at home versus the Panthers on Tuesday.
0: Yes, they should be so underdogs, yeah.
1: According, you know, this is a little bit tricky because I'm looking into the future a little bit and not all the lines are out, but according I to ESPN right now, the Blue Jackets are, I think, like a plus 145 on the money line, which means they're probably going to be underdogs on the puck line as well. They're hot. The Panthers are also hot, but right. I'm going to ride the hot hand and go with the Jackets on Tuesday.
0: Okay, good shit. Um, Yeah, if you're you taking money line or puck line? Puck line. Dude, that puck line is going to be like plus 300. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a juicy one. (laughs) It's either going to be like, I'm not losing that much, or I'm going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, good day. It's 10 to win 30, baby.
0: There you go. Um, I like it. That's a good pick. My money line pick is going to be the Oilers over the Coyotes in Arizona on Wednesday night. I
1: like that. Money line on the road. Money
0: line on the road. I've always bet the Oilers on the puck line, and it has – ruined me and Nick time and time I'm again. I'm still
1: not over the empty net miss by McDavid. I know. Yeah. I can't.
0: Like, I still see that on highlight reels. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. But I'm going to take the boys on the money line. The Oilers are one of the hottest teams in the league. The Coyotes are one of the coldest teams in the league. The Oilers, I feel like, are for some reason better on the road. I have no statistic to back that up. I just feel like when I check the scores in the morning, whatever, I didn't bet the Oilers when they're on the road, they win. Yep. I'm taking Leon. I'm taking Connor. Oilers over the Coyotes on Wednesday night.
1: My money line is going to be the Rangers against the Leafs on Wednesday at MSG. They always
0: play good against good teams. Yep, you know how that theory goes. And at home, so there you go. I like that pick. Uh, I'd say plus one forty. Plus one forty.
1: I'd like to see it a little bit higher than that, but I think just because they're at home. Yeah. So I agree.
0: Uh, my over-under, I wish I could have made it the Panthers versus the Leafs tonight as we're recording, but you guys wouldn't see that. So, unfortunately, you can't get that. Um, What I like is Thursday night. Thursday night, we got the Jets against the Blues in St. Louis. Mm. I'm going to take the under. Yeah? I think I'm going to take the under. Both teams have been struggling lately, struggling to find the back of the net. Um, If it is at 6 take the under. If it is at five and a half, do not take the under. That is my advice. I'm taking the under on Thursday night, St. Louis versus Winnipeg.
1: Nice. Uh, I really, there's no possible way for me to pick an underdog in terms of an over under for this week because we don't have the updated lines in front of us right now. Uh, so after giving that excuse, I'm going to take the over in the Sharks-Oilers game on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love picking the Sharks Sharks for the Overs, eh? Right, yeah. I guess the high-scoring Western so, team. I well, like and
1: it. just a team that can't stop the puck, so yeah, I it's an you. Overs best friend.
0: No, that's a good pick. Um, hmm. For a guy... For I thought going into this, I wasn't really confident on anything, but after saying these out loud and listening to yours, I kind of like our picks.
1: That's delusion right there, baby. Talk, <laughs> your, talk yourself into yeah. it. All right,
0: that was the most prototypical, like, oh, I'm going to be fine thing. Right, yeah. Um, all righty. so the boys, you know, we've been rolling lately, I'd say. Uh, yeah. We've both gone two and one in the last two weeks, I'm pretty sure. We've been pretty consistent. So, you know, we're we, we, I would say... Since this, we started this podcast. I feel like we average started, two and one. A we week. average yeah. about two and one. If I had to guess, I would say our record probably has, I don't know, between the two of us, I'd say we have seven wins per person more than losses. So maybe 14 if you combine okay. us. We're probably 14 wins above yeah. 500 between the two of us. Um, I have all the templates saved, so I theoretically could go back and check, but that would require a lot of time. So yeah, I'm not and Energy that. and
1: math. But. Yeah,
0: you know what doesn't require energy and math? Not going on it. our yeah. store in our Instagram bio yeah. and buying the OVS office T-shirts. Uh, as we mentioned at the start of the episode, we do have merchandise. The merchandise is awesome. Uh, link in bio on our Instagram page, Teespring.com. Thank you so much. Uh, you got anything else before we wrap this guy up?
1: Uh, not really. Football's <laughs> over, so that kind of sucks. But uh, we're now starting the playoff push for hockey. We've got March Madness coming up. so It is going to be a lot of fun as the playoffs get closer.
0: And I genuinely cannot wait until we have playoff hockey to talk it's, about and yeah. preview
1: and gamble and recap. I feel like once the trade deadline is over, I'm just like – fast forward me through these next like months it's on and just you know get me to the postseason.
0: so uh you know guys appreciate it i can't believe this is episode 20 that means we've been doing this for over 20 weeks i know it's wild yeah because when august you know sat in your kitchen and said hey let's do a podcast You're like
1: fuck it let's do it made it to 20
0: uh so thank you as always so much for the support uh things to come as I mentioned at the start of the episode, uh, we will have an announcement that will come. I know I said it would be this week. Probably going to delay that for the next two weeks just to make sure everything falls in place and everything's final before we you know, confirm anything. Let's
1: put it this way. We're waiting to hear back from an organization or a group of people about something. So it's not either of our faults. Yes, yeah.
0: exactly. Uh, the other thing I would say is upcoming interviews uh nick and i both know a decent amount of people who are wanting to come on so at this point it's just a matter of figuring out a date where we can book things so stay tuned for that we'll have so i would say we'll probably have three or four interviews coming at you in the month of march at some point um and hopefully you guys enjoy this i mean nick and i were just saying crack a couple beers talk about hockey dish out a couple picks this is what literally what the podcast was founded on yeah um You know, no interviews, no fancy stats, nothing, just kind of plugging and going. Shooting the shit. This is exactly, yeah, this was probably the most fun I had recorded in over a month. Yeah, good to hear. Thoroughly enjoyed it. As always, guys, appreciate the support. Go cop the merch. Give the, you can't give the video a thumbs up because we're not on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to cut that. (laughs) No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're not. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, Other than that, you know, just want to say thanks for all the support that we're getting, you know, from everyone. Uh, you know, family has been such a big support. I think for
0: shout out to my dad, man, he's always us. like yeah. trying to
1: give us ideas and picking an intro and outro songs. So shout out to you, yeah. bud. Appreciate it. Both sets of parents have just been killing it. You know, your ex- dad got merch, right? Extended family members. Thank you, Mr. Manila. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's uh, my mom actually ended up buying the cup size T shirt. Oh my God. Yeah, which <laughs> That backfired on you. backfired on me like a thousand percent. Um, you know, I said that, that is to, fucking great. I said that to Ari. Uh, I was like, my mom bought the cup size t shirt. So if you don't know what the cup size t shirt is, I'm pretty sure if you know me, you can do the math. <laughs> Go check it out on the merchandise store and then you can match uh, with my mom. So, uh, that is too great. Holy uh, shit. Oh, man. All
0: right. Well, I think that just about ends it here for us, so thank you guys, and without further ado...
1: Class dismissed.